occasion to share with you today. Um, so thank you for the invitation to share a few words before lunch. Um, and uh, I, I'll try and keep it uh, to a few words with lunch in mind. Um, but uh, what a great occasion to just uh, celebrate the things God's done in the past, to look back. Um, and we had a fantastic video clip uh, to show us some of those things. And then to think about the things that God has promised for the, uh, for the future. Um, are there any um, 80s, any, any, any children of the 80s here who, who remember Back to the Future, the film Back to the Future? Yeah? I love that film. Um, and uh, and it, would be, it would take a long time to describe it, so I won't. But um, I, like the, I like the title as well. And I think that's what today is about. We're looking back to say thank you to God for the faithfulness of 15 years. And then we're looking to the future to say, God, thank you that you're going to take that faithfulness forwards now into what you have ahead of this fantastic uh, church. And in the Old Testament, they were very good, uh, and they were called to be very good at looking back, at recalling what God had done. The word remember is an important word, word in the Old Testament because there is something about all of our faith that has a propensity to be a bit senile, <laughs> to forget what God has done. And so we're called to look back, to recall, to remember uh, what God has done. On one occasion when God delivered the Israelites from the Philistines, uh, Samuel actually lifted up an enormous stone. He had some men raise up a stone, uh, and it was like a monument, if you like, that every time people went their way on their journeys and passed that stone, it would be an aid memoir, you know, a way of remembering, here God gave us a victory. And we must never forget... God has given us many victories. He called the stone um, Ebenezer. He called the stone Ebenezer and he said, thus far, the Lord has helped us. And I think all the work that's gone into this incredible scene today is like raising up a big monument, isn't it? A big stone. Every time we come to this building from now on, let us never forget, thus far, the Lord has been our helper. It's interesting, actually, that word... Ebenezer, etzer is the uh, is the Hebrew word for helper. It's the same word that's used way back in Genesis when God says to the woman that she will be the helper of the man. Isn't it interesting that God Himself is our helper? He is at the one who comes alongside us to help us. He graciously does this in more ways than we could ever imagine. And as I've been thinking then about a scripture, praying for you, and thinking, what is the scripture that God would have me? bring today, that my mind was turned to Hebrews chapter 10, and so I want to share um, from a few verses here uh, that you can see on the screen. Um, I'm reading a few more than I want to focus on, and then we're going to home in on verse 35 and verse 36, but let's, let's put that in its context from verse 32. Remember, would you say with me that word? Remember, that's why we're here. Say it again. Remember, we're here to remember. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering, sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. You know, and uh, as shared, it's hard sometimes, isn't it, in the pioneering and founding and leading of a church. That'll be true for Ant and Helen, especially for many of us. There are tough times. Here, they're remembering. They're called to remember. You've endured a lot to get to where you are today. There was persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. 
you sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had a better and lasting possession. And then these are the verses I really feel God is giving for Forest Town Church today. Verse 35. So, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Um, I don't actually want to say a lot more than that. I just believe that scripture is for you today. So, Forest Town Church, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Do I hear an amen? Do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You have need of perseverance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what he has promised. Uh, I think what I want to hold out to you at the start of this short message is the word promise. At the heart of this is an emphasis on the fact that God has put before his people great promises. And that includes us today. Helen has already read those cards on the table that are a fresh sense, as fresh as 2014, of God's promise over this church. One of the old uh, Puritans, John Bunyan, who is famous for writing Pilgrim's Progress, he used to say um, that God has made so many promises to a Christian that you can't take a step forward without treading on one. (laughs) It's a beautiful picture, isn't it, of the fact that the, the way ahead of us is full of God's promise. And today then, we're not just looking back and saying, thank you God that you've been faithful. We're looking forwards and saying there's promise now. We step out into the brave and bold future with a sense that God has promise laid across the path ahead of us. Uh, that is his, his word. And I, as I was praying, I felt a particular sense. So uh, what, would I, what did I feel God saying today? I think one, one of the things I felt was this feeling that Forest Town Church, you know, over these previous years has almost been doing some laps. That's the sort of picture. I almost had a picture of like a, a car that was going round the, the track, the racetrack, and doing some laps. And as it went round, it picked up more and more people and to be part of this thing, which was fantastic. But almost at, at times it's felt like that lap thing is quite frustrating. It almost like we've been here before. We've, we've done this before. The, this feeling of, of almost what, it, you know, the, the frustration, the challenge of making progress. I just felt God say, the car is now ready to leave the track and to go on the journey that you originally left South Africa for, that the dreams and visions that you had as you moved here, they, were, they have not yet been fulfilled. I'm sure that's true. In many ways, you've just been around the practice lap a lot of times in order to get ready for all that God now has ahead of you. And I just feel, that's what I feel God's saying, that the looping is finishing and now it's a sense of God's more linear progression forwards in his purpose. Now that is, as I sense it, what God is saying to this church as a sense of promise. But the promises that God gives, they come with conditions, don't they? They're not just left as if if you have the promise, it will happen. Promises in that sense in the Bible, they're not like lucky charms where you just wear them around your neck and therefore they will be fulfilled, like some pseudo-magic. They're not even the Christian version of that, which is like fridge magnets, isn't it? You know, Christians, Christians make fridge magnets and they say cute little things. But actually, God's promises... Sorry if you've got Christian fridge... My mum's my got lots of... It's my mum I'm thinking of here. She's got lots of Christian fridge magnets. Every time I go to her house, I take them down and then hide them. And then she finds them and puts them back up again. But 
Anyway, the, the point is that promises are not just things that, we, that are going to happen because we possess them in our pockets. They're things that must be possessed. We must take hold of that for which God has taken hold of us. And there's two things in this passage that the, the writer of Hebrews is saying, if the promises of God that lie ahead of you are going to come to pass, two things must be true of this church. Number one, don't throw away your confidence. And number two, you have need of perseverance. As this church, if you like, leaves the practice track in order to really take on the, the journey that God originally founded this whole thing for, two things will need to be true if that journey is to be realized. Number one, do not throw away your confidence. Confidence is such an important part of every area of life, but in particular, the Christian life, our faith, our confidence in God is absolutely essential to the promises of God being fulfilled. But would you not agree that there are a myriad of ways in which our confidence can be knocked? We can face the challenges of people who we, a little bit, sometimes more than we should have, we put our confidence in certain people and they let us down. They leave, they fail, they're not God. (laughs) And we soon realize that. And that can knock our confidence. It might be a confidence of people. It might be that we put our confidence in a project or a scheme or an idea and we face the disappointment, the setbacks, the feeling of that loop that it, it didn't seem to go anywhere though we stepped out in faith. You know, the Christian life is a challenge of dealing with some of the disappointments in such a way that it does not rob us of our confidence in God. Amen. You may have prayed for people, I know I have, and some people have been miraculously healed. What a moment of tremendous confidence. But there are other people I can think of where we've really prayed for them and they weren't healed. In those moments, we face that challenge of disappointment and the challenge of having a robust faith that can come through those disappointments to still expect God to, in this case, heal, to save, to deliver, to build his church. And I feel God is saying to you as a church today, do not throw away your confidence. Don't allow the future to be affected by the setbacks or disappointments of the past. Go for the future with that freshness in your spirit that simply like a child today believes there's a God who answers prayer and we're going to possess his promises in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Do not throw away your confidence. Um, I used to play rugby, uh, not nearly as well as some of you in the room, or or as much as some of you in the room, I hasten to add. But I used to play rugby, and rugby is obviously a contact sport. And sometimes in in the contact of rugby, uh, you could find yourself becoming more aware of where the next tackle or hit might come from than where the ball was. Um, And in that moment, you've just stopped being able to really play. You're not looking for the opportunities, for the breaks, for the gaps. You're just in self-defense mode, protection mode. And uh, we had a coach who was one of these coaches who decided that the best form of motivation was to just scream at people. Uh, He was a a yeller. Uh, He was an ex-Marine, actually, and he, he sort of coached us like that. And I just remember one of the things he used to shout at us on occasion from the touchdown, where he could see that we had become inward-looking, focused on our own safety, and not outward-looking, looking for the opportunities that were ahead. He used to shout at us, Heads up, boys! Heads up! <laughs> I remember that phrase, Heads up, boys! Heads up! He, he knew that you're only going to win if you play heads up. If you're looking up, not, not coiled in, but looking up and out with a confidence 
that there are opportunities, despite the opposition, there are opportunities ahead of us. Of course, Forest Town Church, there is opposition ahead of you. (laughs) Of course there is. We are not playing an unopposed game of the Christian faith here, are we? This is a contact sport that you're involved in. Did you know this? We are described not as civilians, but as soldiers in the kingdom of God. Of course, there is opposition ahead of Forest Town Church. Anything else would be utterly unrealistic, this side of the new heavens and the new earth. Of course, there's opposition, but the call of God on us today is to keep our heads up to see not primarily the opposition, but the opportunity. Do not throw away your confidence. Make bold, determined, and courageous decisions that are not decisions made out of the what-if fear scenarios But decisions made out of this simple truth, God is for us, who can be against us? We're going to go for this with the confidence of a child in their father, in Jesus' name. Do not throw away your confidence. And then the second thing that the writer says is very simple, you have need of perseverance. And of course these are linked points. Because of the challenges that we face, we're going to have to find we're going to find that the promises of God are fulfilled but slowly <laughs> perhaps a bit more slowly than we would like has anyone else experienced this yeah. god promises things and the way he says it you'd think it's going to happen tomorrow have you noticed that it doesn't always happen tomorrow <laughs> sometimes god's promises come like torpedoes you know they're rapidly fulfilled other times they come like tortoises don't they very very slowly I remember um, when Ellen MacArthur, you might need to find mum, not me. She's out there. <laughs> he wants me to help with, the, with it. Am I allowed to also be involved in the colouring competition whilst I preach? Because if I, if I was involved, I think we could win this thing. Uh, <laughs> Helen said there were prizes. You, uh, you, 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 know, you may remember um, when Ellen MacArthur sailed around um, the globe. Do you remember this? So a little way back in, in a, in a, in a, single, in a um, single yacht, she sailed around the globe. And she, she set off from Falmouth and she arrived back into Falmouth. And uh, B&Q sponsored her. I don't know if you remember this, but B&Q sponsored her around, around the world. And therefore she had an enormous uh, orange sail um, as part of the sponsorship deal with B&Q written on it. Well, anyway, there was a letter that was written to B&Q shortly after her successful voyage. And it was very cleverly written. It was basically a letter of congratulations. Dear dear Sir Madam, Head of B&Q, congratulations on sponsoring a yacht to leave Falmouth on this date to sail 19,900 and something miles around the world over a period of something like 46 days. It was extraordinary. And arrive safely back in Falmouth. Congratulations. And then it continues... Could you please tell me when the kitchen that I ordered from your warehouse, 19 miles away, <laughs> will be arriving since I ordered it 90 days ago? You know? And it was a very cleverly written letter because it was effectively saying, if you can do that, why can't you sort this? If you can get a yacht around the world, why can't you deliver my kitchen from your warehouse 19 miles away? Does that resonate when it comes to God sometimes? You know, if you can control the stars, if you can order the world, if you can bring order out of chaos, why can't you seem to get this thing that you promised me delivered on time? Yeah? (laughs) You have need of perseverance. God is testing us and developing our character in and through the long haul challenge of following him. Fifteen years is a wonderful stretch of faithful obedience 
but it's actually a relatively short period of time in the kingdom of God. He is now looking for another 15 years of faithful obedience. And he blesses those, often not those who are the, the ones who, 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 who have quick and quick fire wonderful works. You know, he blesses those who just keep doing the right thing for years. Sometimes what God is looking for is those who just keep turning up and giving it their best year on year, decade on decade, and he blesses that. Long-term obedience in the same direction commands God's blessing. And this church then has set out on a wonderful course. I want to encourage you, in that sense, not to radically alter the course, but simply to stay on course, you have need of perseverance. This is the challenge then ahead of you. Do not throw away your confidence. Keep that childlike freshness about your expectation that God answers prayer. You know, how do we express our confidence in God? More than anything else, we express it because we're a people who pray. We're a people who pray. I want to encourage you, make sure that every ministry in this church is birthed out of prayer. Never because it just sounded like a good idea, but because in prayer, God said. Our confidence then is in the Lord, that every ministry we run is not our idea, but his sense of call. Every ministry birthed out of prayer, every meeting should begin in prayer. (laughs) From leaders' meetings to small group meetings, we start every meeting saying we're here because God is here. We're here putting our confidence in God. We need to up the level of expectation in prayer. Our confidence is in the Lord. You have need of... Uh, you do not throw away your confidence, and you have need of perseverance. You know, some of you, some of us, may well have experienced those knocks that have almost knocked us out of the game. You know, those injuries that we experience, spiritually speaking, that can leave us sitting on the sidelines. And, you know, once you, have you noticed that in sports or exercise, whatever, once you sit down, it's very hard to get back up again. Have you noticed this? It feels so tempting to sit down if you're on a long-distance exercise, whatever it may be. But once you sit down, it's incredibly... Your muscles start to seize up. You get, start to get stiff. It's become, you, you, you sit into a comfortable position. And the idea of getting back up again is hard. And I just felt God say that maybe one or two of us here, we've taken some knocks, we've experienced some exhaustion, and we've sat down, and it's, we're finding it very hard to get back up again. You have need of perseverance. Don't throw away your confidence. Don't sit on the sidelines of what God is doing here. Get back up. Fight your way back up to your feet. Fight your way forward. Start moving those stiff joints again, and they will ease up as you put your faith in God. I want to sum all of this up just by way of finishing with an illustration that comes from uh, my son, Joel. He's given me permission to to share this. Uh, That was the deal. Um, and uh, it's actually not an incident that happened not too far away from here. We were, we were, Joel was learning to ride his bike, he was three, and uh, we went to Casterbury Park, you'll know this, when we lived in Croxley Green. And we came into it from the back end of Casterbury, where there's quite a nice river that runs into the park and then uh, towards the um, play area. So Joel was cycling on his bike with stabilizers along by the river, and we also had our dog with us, and I was kicking the tennis ball for our dog. And uh, I got distracted from Joel kicking the ball for the dog, and Joel sort of wobbled. He was just getting used to riding a bike, and he wobbled. And his, his bike, unfortunately, turned down the bank that head to, to the river. So, and, and the bank sort of runs away then to the river, and he, he lost a bit of control of the bike. And it, I, I remember just turning around and seeing this bike disappearing, and it hit the, um, the little bit of a sort of ridge at the bottom, and he flew, flew over the handlebars into the river, and the bike sort of followed him in. 
And uh, I must admit, I thought, gosh, this is serious. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, fortunately, Charlotte wasn't with me, so she doesn't, she doesn't actually know about it. Well, she does know about this, but uh, if, you could, if you could keep it to yourselves, I'd appreciate it. But anyway, he falls into the river, and uh, I, so I thought I'm going to, you know, need to get in there to help him out. Actually, the first thought in my mind was I looked around just to see if anyone else was watching. It's amazing how self-conscious we are, isn't it? I hope no one else is seeing this. And I thought, I'm going to have to get in there and pull him out. So I jumped in, and I pulled Joel out. Head to toe, he was soaked through. And then I had to, he was standing on the side, crying his little eyes out, and I had to go back in and get his bike out, which is now sunk to the bottom of the river. So I went back in and pulled his bike out. I thought, we're not leaving that. It's expensive. And uh, so we got the bike out. And uh, there he was, standing soaking wet on the bank. And I remember um, thinking, this is, you know, obviously this is pretty, this is an incident. This is serious. Uh, we should probably go back at this point, you know, probably abandon the, the, the adventure that we'd started on and turn around and go back. And then I thought, no, I'll, give, I'll, I'll at least give him the option. So I remember I said to little Joel, I said, um, Joel, you know, we've got a choice now. He just about calmed down from crying enough to listen to what I was saying. He said, Joel, we've got a choice now. Either we could turn around and go back to the car or we could carry on with the adventure, what do you want to do? And uh, he paused for a very brief moment. And then what did you say, Joel? I want to go on with the adventure. I thought, isn't that fantastic? Give him a little round of applause. Wasn't that a fantastic thought? <laughs> you know, I think those moments in life, they're important moments, aren't they? We, we, you know, in the, due to the fall, as theologians call it, we're all going to fall off our proverbial bike in this challenge of faith, aren't we? We're all going to face those challenges, those situations that leave us disappointed or confused by what has happened. But the important thing is that our Father in Heaven today turns to us and says, so what do you want to do? You know, you can turn back, you can sit down here and sulk, or we could finish the adventure. And I felt for some of us today, God is just saying, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to do? 15 years on, for some of you have been in this for a long time, what do you want to do? And I hope that something stirs in your heart to say, Father, I want to finish the adventure. I want to take hold of everything that you've taken hold of me for. I am not going to sit on the side. I'm not going to watch other people go by. I'm not going to nurse my injuries or disappointments. I'm getting up and I'm getting on with everything that God has called me to. And if that's uh, you today, if that's where you're at, you know, you're saying, I don't want to throw away my confidence. I have need of perseverance. I'm getting up to finish this adventure of Forest Town Church. If that's you today, and you particularly want to say that to the Lord, Lord, we're in, and we're going to follow you on this journey. I'd like to pray for you, but in order to know who I'm praying for, I'd like you just to stand with me so that I can pray. So if you say today, Lord, I'm in. I want to finish this adventure. I've fallen off a couple of times. We've taken some knocks, but we are not sitting out. We are carrying on, full of faith and full of confidence. Would you just stand, and I want to pray for you especially today. Let me just read this scripture over everyone standing over this whole church today. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You have need of perseverance so that when you have done the will of God, you might receive what he has promised. Thank you, Father. We thank you today that you have never given up on us, despite all of our failings. And we stand before you today to say, God, we will never give up on you. You've never quit on us. We're not going to quit on you. And Lord, I pray for those who are standing who feel like they've fallen off their proverbial bike. They've had those disappointments and challenges. And it's left them feeling 
a little bit on the sidelines, left them almost watching others go by and half-hearted, I pray today that this standing moment would be a monument, raising up a stone to say, today we choose again wholeheartedly to follow the Lord. Today we say we are full of confidence in God, we're going to trust Him like a child, and we're going to persevere in our walk with Him until we take hold of everything that He has promised to us. So Lord, I pray right now, would you take away the disappointments, and would you turn them instead into fresh expectation? We look back over 15 years to say thank you, and now we look forward to the next 15 years, believing that the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen.